Today is January 28th. Welcome to the audio version of my weekly newsletter. In this newsletter, you have to refer to an image, which is an image I posted on my Instagram this week. It labels two components of deconstructing or decolonizing our faith being white supremacy and land-based theology. On social media, I try to sprinkle in some color in the popular discourse on deconstruction and decolonizing Christianity. These are two different movements, in my opinion, but they overlap a lot. The former is dominated by white thought leaders, the latter less popular amongst Christians trying to make sense of their faith in a modern world. I wrote about both what I would describe as foundations to interrogate in my book, When We Belong. I actually suggest the primary bedrock pieces Christians have to question about their faith is white supremacy and patriarchy. I don't add the reorientation to land-based education until later. Truth is, it's a concept that's new to even me. It's also a concept that's rarely talked about in theological discourse. Willie Jennings is one of the few non-Indigenous thinkers who has included extensive land-based thoughts surrounding Western Christian imagination. You can pick that up in a book called Christian Imagination. Of course, virtually every Indigenous thinker or theologian does write about the land, or perhaps more accurately, the land is the lens through which they derive worldview. So it's not something that can be compartmentalized. It just is. Contemplating those two components of land-based education and white supremacy, what does it mean to address the roots of white supremacist formation in our Christian imagination? What does it mean to reorient towards land-based theology? By the way, as some pointed out on social media, I'm not saying that these are the only bedrock pieces to contend with, but they are two pieces. I spent a few chapters in my book talking about white supremacy the history of Christianity in the West and the DNA in white colonial and supremacist thinking. It's inescapable in every tradition. That's from the roots to the present, where I don't think enough attention is given to how monotone leadership structures today and over time produces a confirmation bias for particular read white worldviews. In other words, the cultural ideas of whiteness flow through Christian formation at every juncture because those are the trusted voices that have informed us over time. Black church participants, of course, being the rare exception. Becoming alert or developing consciousness, as the writer W.B. Du Bois penned at the turn of the 20th century, to whiteness in Christian formation takes time. It's jarring when the blinders first come off. This journey takes a lifetime, not just a season, not just a black box posted on social media of unlearning and confronting how our worldviews, psyches, and spiritualities are embedded with malformed power structures. I have a book list on my Goodreads account where you can go and find books to read, a good entry point, and on going learning resource for those serious about interrogating their faith towards a posture where liberation is not only tangible, it's for all. 
sit with that. Therein lies the crux or the point of why bother with this work. Now, land-based education, on the other hand, is a source to fill the void when we're working away from old formation and looking for truly decolonial thought to take its place. It's the, what do I replace the old stuff I've thrown away with? Answer. So, how that looks, however, is dependent on the land of which you are situated on. In other words, it varies. So, where do your feet touch right now? Then we ask how your relationship or how you relate to the land and who are the indigenous knowledge keepers from the land you're situated on, those become components or inputs to inform where we might go looking for answers. Now, although there are similarities when it comes to indigenous teachings, there are unique components that are, as you guessed, specific to the land. There's no monolith, right? In my context, that includes the Treaty 7 signers, the Blackfoot, Stoney, Tsitsina nations, along with the Métis people of Alberta. If you don't know the indigenous people from the lands you're situated on, there's a link in the newsletter. I have spent time mostly learning from Stony leaders, where many routinely invite settlers to participate in land-based education and community opportunities. So the takeaway here is, Finding those stories and teachers unique to the lands you're situated on. From there, the challenge will be where you reorient any understanding of yourself and in particular how you relate to what's around you. Not just the people, but the land, the resources, and even God. That's the point of decolonizing. You have to find decolonial sources to rebuild different ways of thinking, but most importantly, different ways of being. Without it, we tend to repeat the same mistakes from the past because we haven't dug deep enough to unlearn malformed components of our faith and ultimately the world around us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.